0: Previously on heinous investigations, a string of mysterious disappearances has shaken the town of Hainesbury during a supposedly supernatural free week. Our heroes were called upon to solve the case, but were stopped by Miriam Pryor in what can only be described as a professional blunder of massive proportions. A horrible, devastating mistake from which our heroes are now trying desperately to recover.
1: Frankenstein, you better shut up now before I make another mistake involving a mace and your skull.
0: Who were you talking to anyway? We already know how much Pryor messed up. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sure. Eh, yeah, just filling the audience in. Anyway, you guys were trying to come up with a way to find the missing people and get the town to kinda sorta like you again?
1: That's right. Now get lost.
0: You got it. I've got some schematics to go over anyway. Best of luck on your wacky hijinks for this week. I'll be rooting for you.
2: Okay. Um,
1: Doc, did you take a look at those plant fibers from when Rhodes disappeared?
2: Yes, but I also asked Miss Liza, given how experienced a gardener she is, and, um...
3: And I figured out what they were first. Ha! How do you like that, Elliot? In your face!
2: I didn't think it was a competition. Well, what is it? Um, corn silk.
0: Like the stuff that sticks out the top of an ear of corn? Precisely. So it really was just normal plant stuff. Not out of place at a harvest fest.
2: Actually, it just might be. You see, once Miss Liza identified the fibers, I did some research. Nothing too sophisticated, mainly property records, crop production and sales statistics, newspaper articles regarding the last century or so of harvest festivals. We've been home for less than half an hour. I read quickly. So what did you find out? There are no corn crops anywhere near Hainsbury. There never have been.
0: So somebody must have had the corn stuff on them and left it behind when they grabbed Rhodes.
1: Somebody, or something.
0: Well, look who's back on the Believer train.
1: It's just a precaution. We can't afford ruling anything out anymore.
0: But how are we supposed to follow up on that? We can let the cops look for someones, but where are we supposed to find the somethings? It's not like the cases we've had where the creepy stuff came to us. I think Algy and I may have an idea. A magic portal behind the bar? Yeah, I should know. I'm the one who saw it first. Mike said that there's a legend about all kinds of monsters coming from there. Okay, but are there any legitimate accounts we can work with?
1: Just one, from what we can find right off the bat. It says here that back in 1914, a local man actually went through to the other side. According to his account, the portal leads to what he calls... A realm of shadows populated by creatures that haunt men's darkest dreams. And there's another bar there.
0: Mmm, sounds like a good time. Think we could get in?
1: I wouldn't count on it. According to this, the bar is guarded by a terrifying ogre who has the ability to sense whether or not patrons are inherently evil enough to enter.
4: And what happens
0: if they don't think you're inherently evil enough?
1: Well, this guy didn't make the cut, and got his arms ripped off. Ugh. He apparently only had enough time to dictate what he saw to somebody who still had arms before he bled out.
0: Okay, so who's ready to think of another plan? Because obviously none of us are inherently evil. I wouldn't say none of us. I'd say it's more like one of us, or half of one of us.
2: No, 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 no. I won't do it. It is completely out of the question.
0: Kid, you're a literal demon. If we stick with you, you could get us in.
2: But I can't control the demonic aspect of myself. I'd even go so far as to call myself a degenerate.
0: (sighs) Yeah, that's kind of the point. I mean, based on what I've seen, I thought you liked all that being bad stuff.
2: Maybe a bit. No. Besides, I am only half a demon, after all. What if half isn't good enough? Then we are all doomed, and doomed is something that I would prefer myself and others not to be. Okay,
0: okay. Guess I can't argue with logic. Oh. Well, gang, guess we're going to have to choose somebody else to be our designated bad guy. I nominate Algy. He can be a pretty big jerk. Just once can we get through one of these things without calling me a- <laughs> oh, Who am I kidding?
1: I guess that's a yes. Thanks, Algy. Nice to know you're willing to risk your life.
0: Uh, what? Yeah, I mean- If things go wrong, you'd be in some serious danger. Welp, hope you like being dismembered. Oh, man. I would hate to be the guy whose participation in this plan meant we could have avoided such a deadly situation.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, all right, all right. As unscrupulous as your plan may be, you have somehow managed to make the alternative sound much worse.
0: (laughs) It's what I do. Now, let's try to get to the rovers by sundown. We've got a case to solve. Right, Pryor?
1: Yeah, right. Let's do this.
2: (sighs) Alright, listen up, assholes. We were about to enter the dark side of Hainsbury. It has been called many things. Shadow Realm, Land of Nightmares, Dark Dominion. But all those names are boring, poorly thought out, and heavy on the underestimation of just how twisted this place really is. Every devious, deadly entity you could imagine, and plenty you couldn't, are lurking on the other side of that portal. Normally, I would encourage you to directly approach them, insult them, poke them with a very large stick. But considering that my ability to freeload in an enormous mansion hinges on you all staying alive and this organization not running itself into the ground, I would highly advise you not to do any of those things, no matter how incredibly amusing it would be, and believe me, it would. You
3: seem pretty familiar with this place.
2: (laughs) I'd better be. I've been coming and going for years now, and it's really been a rewarding experience for me. I've started several disreputable business ventures, spent hundreds of nights getting roaring drunk, and made plenty of enemies.
0: Don't you mean friends? Hmm, no. Uh, does the kid
2: know you do this? No, and I... he's not going to. What I don't know won't hurt me, right? Now get a move on. Awaiting waiting valuable bar time.
1: Wow, that... really is a portal.
2: Told you. Yeah, wow, amazing. Humans are far too easily impressed. Just a quick note, if while passing through the portal you suddenly feel like your soul is being painfully wrenched from your body, it's temporary. No reason to whine about it.
4: What did he say about our souls? Are
1: you coming? Uh, maybe we shouldn't.
0: Uh, yeah, we should. See you on the other side. Whoa... That is a lot of... Yeah, I have no clue what half of these things are. I don't know if I should be amazed or terrified. (sighs) Terrified?
4: Definitely terrified.
0: Yep, world full of monsters. I wouldn't worry though, the bar's right here. We can walk in no problem. I mean, aside from the whole terrifying ogre guard thing.
3: Nice sign. The No Holds Bar.
2: (laughs) Best and worst little tavern in the realm. Also, the only one. But that's just because they literally destroyed the competitors. You're looking for information on mysterious kidnappings? That's your best bet.
1: So, not the doc? What are we supposed to do about the guard? (laughs)
2: Leave it to me.
5: Who goes there?
2: Veronica! How's my favorite guard wench?
5: Sigh!
1: Good to see you back! Who are the non-evils behind
2: you? Oh, yeah, uh... I've got this human sacrifice thing going on a little later. This was the best I could get together, but, uh, you know how it is. Beggars can't be choosers.
1: Oh, okay. Go on
2: in, then. See you later, Sai. Uh, Sai? What? You think I'd spend all my time with monsters and criminals and use my real name? Please.
0: Just point out somebody we can question about the disappearances.
2: Well, let's see. Over here on your right, you've got a lovely group of banshees. But if you get in with them, trust me, they will be the death of you. Ladies. Then at that table, you've got your dwarves and gnomes. They like to think there's a difference between them, but at the end of the day, they're all just short buggers playing with rocks. What?
3: How dare you say we're anything like those thugs who destroy quality gems in metals? We gnomes
2: are the guardians of the mountains.
5: Who are you calling thugs? We dwarves are noble fighters, not we little hoarders. Who are you calling we little? You're the little ones, and your beards are stubby. That's it. Tonight, we drink the blood of gnomes!
2: It is also incredibly easy to get them to try and kill each other. <laughs> anyway, what else have we got? Uh, fairies, fairies, Sushigumo... Suchi what? Japanese shape-shifting demon that takes the form of a giant spider. And over in that corner, it's a table full of Draugr. Hi there, gents. Save me about 20 seconds of meat for later, eh?
0: So if this is where all of Hainsbury's monsters come from, why wouldn't we just close the
3: portal? Problem solved. Jobs done for good?
2: None of the beasts lurking around this place are from here. This is just where they come to get an occasional moment's peace from all of the relentlessly annoying humans, who aren't good for much more than an easy target for mischief and torture. Or a quick meal.
0: Wait, what? (laughs) Look, great to see you're having a good time, but... We came here for answers, so if you're not going to take us to somebody who can give us some, I'll pick one of these guys out myself.
2: I wouldn't if I were you. You don't want to give any of them a reason to turn on you, because, you see, these trolls and ogres here, they're more than willing to dig into some country-fried virgin. I'm not a virgin. Could have fooled me. Okay, that
0: tears it! Get us to somebody who can help us now, or we'll all go back outside and get ourselves killed by the first monster we see.
2: Excuse me? Alright, alright. Sitting over at the bar there. That's you, man. Caron, long time no see. How has my favorite psychopomp been? Drag any particularly interesting poor saps to hell lately?
5: Silas, I wouldn't ask too much about hell. I expect you to end up there eventually. Can I get you a drink?
2: Now that you mention it, I'll take an entire jug of whatever they've got that's strong, preferably at least somewhat engulfed in flame. Done. Neat. Literally. (sighs) Oh, and these mortals had some questions for you.
0: Hi, uh, Karen. Like, THE Karen. Like, the guy from Greek myth who ferries souls into the afterlife. Karen.
5: Yes, and you are Beverly Carlton, lawyer and current employee of Martin Henriksen, junior via heinous investigations, a supernatural investigation agency. You try to pass yourself off as a strong, albeit slightly cynical leader but you're actually deeply insecure about. Uh, 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 okay,
0: wow, that is impressive, but um, my, uh, my team and I had some questions about some disappearances in town over the past few days.
1: Yeah, like why are they happening in the first place? This has always been a peaceful, mysteriously non-supernatural time for Haynesbury.
5: It is true that it is a, as you put it, non-supernatural time for your town. But the reasoning behind this is not mysterious. At least, not to the beings in this realm. You see, with autumn through midwinter, a period of immense darkness in this region. Fast approaching, everyone of preternatural origin will soon have to prepare for an immense increase in business. Thus, before the spout of preoccupation, these beings devote all their time to revelry and bacchanalian pursuits.
3: So what you're saying is the reason Hainsbury doesn't have anything supernatural going on during Harvest Fest is that all the monsters are out getting crazy
2: drunk? You got it, sweetheart. Hey, what's a guy gotta do to get another free drink over here?
0: So if everybody around here is getting wasted, why are there people disappearing? And what does it have to do with corn stuff?
3: Corn silk?
0: Uh, what she said.
5: Ah, so that is why Cersei had come here. Who's Cersei? Cersei is a powerful sorceress from the Greek pantheon, who, when summoned, is able to use all of her might and spiritual connections to find success for her summoner.
3: Who summoned her?
5: A fearsome, frizzy-haired woman with a soul full of psychopathic rage. I have known her identity for many years. But her protection under Cersei prevents me from revealing it to you. Uh, of course it does. But the young woman is not your greatest concern. It is whom she and Cersei have brought to your town, the one abducting your people.
1: And who is that?
5: He is a malevolent being, born in the darkest depths beneath the ground. His true name must never be spoken lest it cause the demise of millions. Every 100 years, he rises from his subterranean lair, prepared to drain the life from everything in his path. He has been called the creeping demon, the root of all evil, the vegetal destroyer of worlds. But we all just call him Todd.
3: Todd! Ah! Todd! Todd! But if Todd has been taking people, what is he doing to them?
0: And what do Cersei and this other woman
5: have to gain from it? I do not know what the sorcerers or summoner desire, but I am certain that Todd is draining the life force from who I ducks abducts in order to grow in size and power. Soon, he will become strong enough to destroy your entire town. Oh, good.
0: Any ideas where we could find this Todd guy to congratulate him?
5: No matter how powerful Todd becomes, he must always have a connection to the Earth. You should search farms, meadows, large plots of open land.
1: Or a fairground?
5: That would also work.
1: Got it. Thanks, Mr. Caron, for all of your help. But we're gonna get out of here and stop this thing before it destroys everything we care about.
0: Hold it, Prior, I had a few more questions.
1: You realize the longer we stay in here, the more likely it is we'll be murdered and eaten, right? I have a say in how this team is run, too, and I say we go! Ah! Oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. What are you? Another gnome? An imp? Leprechaun? Uh, that's okay. I'm gonna go now. Bye! Wait a minute. Can I see that hood you're wearing? No, i I don't think you should do that! Rachel! What? How did you even get here? Uh... I sorta
3: gave that side guy my allowance money to tell me where you were going.
2: What? Oh, come on, Miriam. How could I pass up a prime opportunity for paid child endangerment? Believe it or not, those are rather hard to come by nowadays.
1: I'll get you for this later. But right now, I'm getting my daughter out of here. But Mom... No buts, Rachel. And that goes for everybody else, too. I don't care how many questions anybody has. We're leaving this death trap.
0: And then what, Prior? You'll lock us all in our rooms and barricade the doors with bubble wrap?
1: Excuse me?
0: What happened to you, Pryor? For the past couple of weeks, you've been trying more and more to keep everybody out of harm's way, and it's starting to affect your work.
1: What are you saying?
0: I'm saying you're slipping, Pryor, and it's a steep slope. In your case, probably into a pile of pillows and packing peanuts.
1: Well, sorry that we weren't all raised to be attracted to things that could get us killed.
0: This coming from the lady who thought it'd be fun to spend her free time playing with weapons.
1: So I could protect people.
0: Prior! I haven't known you long, but still enough for me to know you get just as easily invested in a good-ass kicking as I do. So what changed?
1: I'll tell you when we get home.
0: When we get home, when the fest is over. How long are you going to keep stalling? Just tell me what the problem is.
1: Mr. Carlton... I think I know- Rachel, you're in a lot of trouble right now. I don't want you making it worse. Please. But I can help. That's enough, Rachel. I'm trying to protect you. Maybe I don't want you to protect me.
3: Ugh. That is harsh coming from a five-year-old. She's eight. Whatever.
1: <laughs> okay. You're grounded. Possibly forever. Now we're going home. No! No!
5: Uh,
0: what's that sound? No idea.
1: Rachel, honey, I know you're upset. I am too, but I need you to not do this, okay? (laughs) Rachel! (sighs) (sighs) Oh no.
0: Pryor, what's going on? Ah. What the f- Why are all the drinks exploding?
1: (laughs) Rachel, stop. Please!
5: Oh my god. Hey, little girl! This your fault?
1: You take one step closer to her, and you can say goodbye to both your eyes.
5: Out of my way, lady!
1: Hey! Mommy!
5: She had it coming. Just like you, girly. your
0: daughter just punched one of those trolls through a table.
1: Yeah, try not to think about it too hard.
5: Why you little... Uh, pointy thing in my hand! He's <laughs> nice
0: shot! Now that's the prior I know.
1: Really not the time, Carlton.
5: Get this thing out of me! <coughs> you hit Yun. By Odin. We will kick your ass
3: into the next fortnight.
2: <laughs> mm, Let's not just keep getting better. Let's go!
1: <laughs> no, way, <wait>, talk! Sai, <sighs> whoever you are, we've got to go now.
0: It looks like that might be harder than you think.
3: The brawl is blocking the exit.
0: Looks like we're gonna have to fight our way out. How about it, Claire?
1: Fine. Rachel, get behind me.
0: She just punched out a giant troll, and you're worried about her?
1: Shut up and start punching.
3: Wait, <laughs> what about Sai?
0: Leave him. Like he said, he's been coming here for years. But I have a feeling the kid's gonna be in for a rude awakening tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, everything hurts. What did I do last night? Something awful, no doubt.
3: Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. I get the irony of a supernaturally gifted doctor who can't heal himself, but the last thing you need is to make it worse by feeling guilty you got hurt in the first place. Oh, and here's some mist I had mixed in with my old inventory. Should be good for relieving pain.
2: <sighs> Thank you, Miss Liza. You know, with your skills and demeanor, you would make a great doctor.
3: Really? Like, better than you?
2: Well, I do have literally centuries of experience, but...
3: But I would still beat you.
2: Um, yes? Yes! Another win! Ha!
3: (laughs) Man, you'd think with the way you run out all incognito to that monster dimension almost every night, you'd be able to handle this kind of thing a little better.
2: Wait, I what?
0: So, <clears throat> Rachel is, uh, special, huh? <laughs> you know, I thought that was just something every parent had to say about their kid, but <laughs> wow, did you mean it? Yeah. So, what is it she can do exactly? <laughs> I mean, unless causing beverage explosions and clobbering monsters ten times your size runs in the family. Everything. What do you mean, everything?
1: Exactly what I mean. Anything she can think of. If she focuses hard enough, she can make it happen. I don't even know how she does it. I guess she was born with it, but she never really started doing it until she was maybe three or four. My mom and dad would probably say she was cursed or something for being born out of, well, you know, (laughs) parents, right?
0: Um, I'll take your word for it. So that's why you're so protective of her. You said something the other day about things getting too out of control? Did something happen? Yeah, I, with Rachel, I mean.
1: A little over a year ago, some kid pushed Rachel down on the playground at school. A bunch of dumb kids laughed about it, and she got mad. Next thing I know, I get a phone call about the entire school collapsing in on itself. I rushed over there, found Rachel, told her everything was okay, and it stopped. Everything miraculously got pulled back together. Nobody was hurt. But Rachel and I had a lot of explaining to do.
0: Jeez, prior.
1: I tried to keep it all a secret. For Rachel's sake. You of all people know how mean kids can be. But I work things out with the school. She sees a counselor, actually manages to get along with some of the other kids, is in a gifted class. She may be some kind of reality warper, but she's smart too.
0: And brave. (laughs) don't know many kids who would sneak out and into a dimension full of monsters to spend time with their mom. You know, I really think you don't need to protect her as much as you think you do.
1: Are you kidding? With the kind of work we do, I can't leave her on her own for a second.
0: (laughs) Why not? I'm pretty sure if one of our suspects reared its ugly head around that girl, she'd fight back, just like another prior I know.
1: I'm not worried about that. Actually, I encourage it. She shouldn't feel like she has to run from anything, especially monsters. But what happens when we go to look into something and she's the one behind it?
0: (laughs) That's crazy, Pryor. You even said it yourself. It sounds like she's doing okay, and she seems like a good kid. I, (laughs) I don't think she has it in her to be an evil mastermind.
1: Rachel was the one who got rid of the worm monster. What? Remember a little while ago... That giant worm disappeared, and nobody knew where it went. I had a suspicion, and I asked Rachel later. She told me she knew we needed help making it go away, so that's what she did. As smart as she is, she's still a kid, and if a kid can get rid of a monster, they can bring it back just as easily. Our job is to get rid of things that could endanger this town. I didn't think my daughter could be one of them.
0: I don't think she could be. She wants to help us too much. <laughs> she tries way too hard to be like you.
1: Okay, if you tell anybody I did this, it'll be the end of you. Did what? Come on, bring it in.
0: Oh god, no hugs. Hugs are where I draw the line. Seriously, Ryder, right let go.
1: Fine, but only because we have a case to solve. So how about it? Feel like saving Haynesbury from the evil Todd?
0: What are we waiting for?
4: Hey fellow investigators! Have questions for us about this podcast? Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Wildly Underscore Productions, Twitter at Wildly Product One, TikTok at Wildly Underscore Productions, Tumblr at Wildly Productions, and Facebook at Wildly Productions, and shoot us a message on our latest post. Or subscribe to Wildly Productions on YouTube and comment on our latest episode. And most importantly, don't forget to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com wildlypods for all kinds of fun bonus content and the chance to help us keep this podcast train rolling. Happy investigating! Inness Investigations was created, written, and directed by Jessica Castro, featuring the voices of David Manuele, Elena Garcia, Bryce Riffle, Tuan Wen, D.G. Holstein, A.J. Somerville, Naomi Park, Marie Elizabeth Burns, Jamie Forney, Emily Folger, and Jessica Castro. Guest appearances by Jacob Moore and Sarah Cannon. Sound design, editing, and mixing by Finn Nilsson and Owen Thornton. Inus Investigation's spooky theme song written and arranged by Jordan Castro with instrumentals by Lucas Urbina. Promotional media editing by Tom Bellick.